Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe's directly across from me, mayor of Shibokan Dam. Yeah, he's been involved in the bar of Association scrutiny of judicial candidates for years. Uh, he also was on the communications arm of the part of a thingamabob in Harrisburg, and so he did a super job down there. And CSVT task force chair, he was single-handedly responsible right, for that right, gorgeous right. bridge that's up there. I was I driving the whole thing from scratch. Now you did. I did. And uh, I was driving over yesterday, and I was wondering if maybe they should have a fall open house because the leaves are so gorgeous from up there. It's just crazy. It's beautiful. Beautiful so drive. I think every November 1st, they should close the bridge and let people walk and bike on it. Sounds so. like a plan. All right. Super. On the Marks is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. We're going to open up the phones and the email and the text a little bit later on, but we do have a scheduled guest on the news line with us now. Candy Duncan is here, president of the League of Women Voters of the Lewisburg area. So, Candy, thank you so much for calling in today. Well, thank you for having me. I do appreciate it. Uh, tell us about the League up in Lewisburg. Give us the elevator speech about how busy they are and you are and uh, what, the, what the group does. The Voter's Guide is out. So tell us about the League, please. Well, I'm not going to tell you how busy we are. We are always. But I did do have a couple announcements. One is uh, about the Voter's Guide. It is out. It is published. It is available at all all the local um, businesses, um, for those who don't know what it is, it is a printed copy of anything you would ever want to know about the election. Um, if you can't find one, there's a couple other options. You can go online to our um, website, which is lwvlewisburgarea.org, or you can let us know and we will send you a copy. Um, that's the first announcement. Mm-hmm. Okay. The second one is, you want me to go on to the second one? Yep, please. They're kind of related. Um, we, the league, the Lewisburg League has, has made a very painful decision to go on hiatus this election with our candidates' nights. doesn't have anything to do with money or time or, in, or um, um, enthusiasm. It has to do with we are having a increasingly hard time getting candidates to respond to questions, to be willing to participate. This really isn't a only a local problem. This is nationwide, and um, we feel it's very unfortunate, and we are having increasing problems also with getting information for the voter's guide. Um, 
and I and we believe that it's really a disservice to the American voter. Do you really think that maybe the fact that the league has a, among conservatives at least, a penchant for leaning to the left and favoring liberal candidates or Democratic candidates, you think that might be part of the problem? I think that that is part of the problem. I think um, regardless of what we say or, you know, can show that we are nonpartisan, <clears throat> that we have guidelines in place for all this, that um, that is the perception. And that perception, I think, comes from um, even though we are nonpartisan, our members are free to do whatever they wish, and they are, they're free to have their own uh, um, opinions. And so, if you run into two or three league members, and they're all conservative or or whichever side they're on, that's your impression of the league, and that has been perpetuated over time. Um, so, yeah, I believe that that is part of the problem. I'm not sure how we consistently try to uh, fight that. Perception. Any any idea on how to attack it? Anything that's proved successful in other places? Well, unfortunately, <laughs> it's not, like I said, it's not a local issue always. It, it goes all the way to the top. And, and many of the people who have a very strong opinion about our partisan status get their opinions from the National League making statements or the, the State League making statements when we don't necessarily um we could may not you know support those those um positions but um Okay, well, let me well, let me stop you right here. I do yeah, remember right remember last year David Rowe wouldn't respond to your invitation to participate in a forum. Uh, what was his reasoning, and is there a collective reasoning of any kind why candidates don't want to step up and do these appearances? Boy, I remember as long as I've been a reporter around here going to these, at some point uh, Sunbury Broadcasting would uh, regularly lend our PA system so that everybody was mic'd and audible in the Lewisburg cafeteria or wherever they were held. Um, what are candidates saying why they don't like these various fora? There seems to be two, two um, answers to that. Um, one is exactly what we're talking about, that, you know, the league is, is um, left-leaning, the league is this, the league is, but the other one is that they don't like the fact, and I'm not talking about David Rowe, I'm talking about generally speaking, we do not give them um, questions that will be asked ahead of time. Um, so they're kind of cold answering these questions. And they've increasingly, and you're right, these used to be like the thing. Um, but increasingly they are more uncomfortable with going, it, my opinion, going in front of, you know, answering questions for their constituents. I mean, you can see it all up and down the ballot. Um, not even not wanting to answer questions from the the, the um, journalists, you know, on TV. It's just it's just kind of permeated throughout our system. I think. Well, you send Those them are the two main reasons. I think you send them a questionnaire, right? 
yep. asking candidates. Is there any possibility? I know I've, I've heard some people say that they thought the questions were somewhat slanted. And that's a difficult thing to do. I mean, any question you write, someone could perceive it as being slanted. But, you know, have you put a lot of thought into how those questions are phrased? And <laughs> Is there sure any you have. Those questions are vetted. Those questions are uh, long, long before they are sound. Excuse me to the to them. Um, they, um, you know, when in this in this era of such politicized and polarizing environment, when you can make a medical mask political, I think you can make anything political. Um, and and you're right. You know, it's hard to do, and hard to make a question not slant or appear to slant but we take a lot of time in trying not to do that and yet getting the information to the voters you know the fact is that it's like they want the job but they don't want to do the the interview the job interview is it, po- is it possible that uh, that they hesitate to go on record and wind up giving something, in, even inadvertently, that is ammunition to their opponent? Could be. Yeah. And I'm not, and I don't necessarily blame them for that, for that particular reason, um, because it's probably true. Yeah, we have such a partisan divide in the U.S. today. You never know anything you say, any place, any ad lib, anything can be taken out. Look at Dr. Oz has one where he says it's murder. He says he was referring to something else, but they stuck it in an abortion ad, and uh, so that's just one example. And I and I think this uh, the National uh, League of Women Voters, uh, what it would be the United States League of Women Voters or League of Women Voters U.S. Uh, is pers- widely perceived as leaning left. I I guess they could argue that they're center and nonpartisan, but they uh, appear to lean left in terms of their advocacy and lobbying and so on. But certainly in the local area, <coughs> no lean is there. And of course, like everything in Union County, it leans a little right uh, because of so many Republicans around here and the league's no exception. I used to be a member of it. And uh, so I guess we'll, we'll let you wrap up in this area and talk about this uh, big divide that we have and maybe the league is part of the solution. Well, you know, I just, you know, we we are we will continue to do what we can. Our worry is that if we only keep hearing from only one side of the story, we cannot continue to put that out as a nonpartisan organization. So we're, we're we will continue to plug away. Um, I was told that there was over 800 phone calls made to candidates in preparation for this voter's guide. Um, you know, the calls, the emails, the, to get information for the voters' guide. So please, everybody read it and use it, and let us know if you can't find it, um, because it's a very valuable tool. Just out of curiosity, Candy, have you thought about just going to the candidates' websites and taking information off there and putting it, using it? <laughs> or is that what you do? <laughs> no, we don't, uh, but it it's funny you should say that, because... One of the board members brought that up about two weeks ago. Unfortunately, it was a little late, but what a what a good idea because they're public statements and they are they are um, public domain. And so, I wouldn't be surprised if that's one way that we can get information to the voters because that's really our mission: is to just get information on all candidates, all issues to the voters, so they can be informed. 
Fair enough. All right. Well, thank you so much. You got an open mic anytime. Keep in touch. Let's hope in the future we'll have some election for us to go to. And of course, our PAs <laughs> are forums too. Right. Our we'll PA, try. Our PA is we'll always try. there, and uh, so and I always I always like attending them. Thank you so much, Candy. Keep in touch, and we'll thank talk again. Thank you for again. having me. Take care. Much appreciated. All right, Candy Duncan, president of the League of Women Voters of the Lewisburg area. Their voters guide is out. You can download it at LWV League of Women Voters Lewisburg area dot org. And it's got all the candidates. We had talked a little bit about the Libertarian candidates and some other candidates on the show. Everybody's in there, so uh, they're doing their part. But uh, can't have election forums. And and if uh, they're having an election forum and only one candidate shows up and the other one's not there, then they do not have it. It's not just an open mic opportunity. Oh, they don't? Yeah, I always thought it would be to more advantageous to go ahead and have the one with people there and the media and, you know, let somebody get an open mic, maybe the other one. But, well, yeah, uh, but David Rose, one of the he's one well, of the no-shows. The, pro the problem is that the candidates who are conservative uh, are the ones least likely to show up because of the perception that the league is leaning left. Well, and I think they are nationally, but I don't think they are local. So then all you would have is just, you know, the Democratic candidate there spewing what they wanted to spew. Okay. Well, <laughs> nobody wants unnecessary spewification no, if you can avoid it. No, bad spewing is not good. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to take our first break of the day, and with that, we'll open up the phone lines. Rob Center, our fabulous uh, producer, has uh, made that possible. Yep, fantastic. So we're ready to go. Uh, on the mark, sponsor for the Sunbury Motor Company, toll-free line now open, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com, and you can text us at 70236, include the keyword OTM. Maybe you'd like to talk about the League of Women Voters of the Lewisburg area or the national organization and uh, the, uh, the political bent and what impact that may have on uh, individuals being interested in showing up. Around here, you have Republican candidates that decline opportunities because they don't need to. They have a lot of Republican voters around here, and they they just say, well, you know, I'm getting elected with, with or without extra interviews or appearances or forums or anything. So they just uh, don't show, and that's uh, that's a missed opportunity in my view. And, uh, of course, we got a congressman who won't talk to us and has apparently poisoned another one. So we, we're having trouble getting people to talk to us. But that's I think they just don't want to talk to me. 1-800-795-9565. What's your view on these topics? We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Thank <laughs> you. 
Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. You know what? Maybe they should have requirements for running for office. And for every office, they have a set number of debates you have to agree to you have with your to. opponent. Okay. Yes. In other words, you can't file to be a candidate for congressman in Pennsylvania unless you willing agree to a maximum of three debates with any opponent who is legit, a legitimate qualified candidate opponent. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So, how would that work? How would you get objective people to run it? Where would you find somebody? Because you wouldn't want like ninety-five Democrats to put together okay. the legislative well, that's, debate. That's part of the problem, I suppose. But you know, I would think that somebody who is a good political person would relish the opportunity to go toe to toe with people who are opposed to them, and be able to just stand their ground and say to them, in effect, uh, "Listen, I think your question is framed improperly." You know, it's slanted to the left. Let me rephrase it for you. Here's how I would ask that question and then answer the answer it the way you would. <laughs> what they should have what, said. What they mostly do, what candidates mostly do is no matter what you ask them, no matter what the question is, you could say is today Thursday. Well, let me say this about, uh, you know, the gender identity. Right, right. <laughs> you know, they're going to give you the answer that their talking points. I always remember when we had a uh, former congressman here and he left his talking points behind. Uh, he was standing there reading. <laughs> them right off the card. Right, and they were embossed, too, in gold letters. I thought, yeah. what is this fancy stuff from the Republican Party? Right, you know, So, and I'm sure the Democrats do it, too. They have their little, right. Joe Biden doesn't go anywhere without his little notepad showing him what he's supposed to say. In his coat jacket, in his jacket you know. pocket. So trying to get anything <clears throat> unscripted from politicians today is just pretty much pie in the sky. Well, and I know a lot of folks didn't always like what Arlen Specter did, but he kept having uh, public uh, open house meetings in every county of the state, even after they started to get raucous at that meeting and people who opposed his decisions were yelling and, you know, with pointed questions and would uh, not always let him actually listen to his answer. But he kept doing that. He would go there with his clipboard and he would write down questions that constituents would have. He would answer the tough questions, the easy ones. And um, it's called showing up. And I always appreciated that. I, too, didn't always love what he was saying. He, you know, and uh, so I just think that the fact that he is, you know, he sort of set that scene. But his were the last. You know, one else does election forums around here or public forums where they go around to all the counties and visit people. Maybe, you know, the marijuana thing was probably the last time we heard anyone go to all the counties in Pennsylvania. Well, let, let's take the last uh, congressional race with Fred Keller. He agreed to debate his opponent, and I moderated that debate. Mm-hmm. And it was it was fair. We were impartial. Uh, we we submitted, and here's one of the ways you can do this. We submitted the questions to the candidates in advance, you know, and, and you could say, oh, gee, that's terrible, but we're not out to get them. We're out to provide information, and that's what the league says they're doing. Maybe if they provided the candidates the questions in advance so that they could frame their answers debate. or at least think about what their answers are going to be. You know, I know we don't like to do that in broadcasting. We don't like to give an interview, uh, an interviewee the full roadmap of where we're going, you know, ironically, we like to see if they can think on their feet. But, you know, if your goal is to provide information to the voters, then I'd see no harm in providing the questions in advance to see so the candidate can see what information is it is you're trying to elicit. Well, you always ask questions they're not expecting anyway. So that, you know, I, I always send out a note that says, you know, we are going to focus on the biggest issues in the race, abortion, uh, redistricting and things like this. And, uh, 
other issues that have been brought up and ones that we'll think of there, you know, so they know that. Well, and look at just the opposite from folks that say no. Look at John Gordner. He says yes to any form, any opportunity, any public mic, whether his opponent is there or not. We did one of the debates up here in our conference room because we had, you know, so many people were gathered. I believe there were three candidates in that particular state Senate race, and so we gathered up there so we'd have, we could spread out a little bit more with with that. We had, of course, the setup was there, and Kevin made it so that that was suddenly a studio, and everything was, worked well. So uh, you do have some people, like John Gordner, who say, no, more is better. You know, the better people well, know about why I stand, or how I stand for things, very the better. Few, very few people in general that I have more respect for than I do John Gordner. I mean, he's a, he's the real deal. Uh, you know, you can when he says something to you, you can take it to the bank. Well, and I have a note into him, incidentally, for either he or perhaps a designee or a suggestee come on and talk about the referenda that are on the ballot. So hopefully we'll get more words coming out about that. But I do think that there is an, an obligation on the part of candidates to participate in things that provide information to the voting public, not just the one-liners. And you're I saying mean, a requirement. I, I think it should be. I mean, you look at the Oz and, and Fetterman race. I mean, we know that if you believe Fetterman's ads, Oz is killing puppies. If you believe uh, Oz's ads, Fetterman's a wild-eyed lunatic who would let everybody out of jail. You know, maybe these are tangential to the issues, but they are not the issues that are in this race. All right, Mike is on the line from Bloomsburg. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Yeah, hey, I'm starting to think about the midterm elections, you know, after you guys are talking about the debates and stuff. And uh, I, I think it's pretty bad when uh, politicians won't show up to, to have a debate. But, you know, I can see both sides of the story there, so I'm not going to get too upset about it. But as far as the uh, midterm elections, can you hear me? Yep, we're listening. That's yeah. Joe okay. doesn't know I'm, how to silence his phone. I'm in a quiet corner of Walmart in Buckhorn, so I, I thought maybe something happened. Anyway, I, I'm thinking about the midterm election, and I'm hearing that 86% of the time when one party, this is post-World uh, War II, okay, 86% of the time one party that has total control loses one of the branches, you know, the House or the Senate. And, you know, they're always talking about, yeah, 86%. Well, I never hear anybody talking about the 14% of the time that it stays the same and why. So I want to pose a question to you two fellows who are experts in polit political things. Why would you think that 14% of the time things stay the same, you know, as opposed to changing like it does 86% of the time, and that's what everyone's talking about instead of the 14%. That's easy. That's because the person in power has provided what the public was looking for. Take an example. The first time, the first four years of a candidate or of a president's term, usually the second year they do lose some seats. But in the second term, in the second year, they don't always lose seats, and sometimes they gain. Right. Well, I, I'm in I'm in partial agreement with you, and when I say partial agreement, that doesn't mean that I disagree at all. I'm, I just want to know. I'm thinking, well, why? And they always say after World War II, okay? But they don't say after World War II. They say from 1945 on. But that's what they mean after World War II. So my my theory is this, and I always like to have a theory. If there's anything really critical going on in the world people tend to rally around the president and his party 
okay? And the, the only time that I think, well, one of the most recent times that things held the same, when one party had complete control and didn't lose anything, was uh, in the wake of 9-11, which was obviously a critical thing. So my concern is twofold. One, that we could have something very critical happen, you know, with the idea, you know, you know, the, the Democrats are going to try, try to do something to make people rally around the president. Okay. And, but then I, my, when I counter myself with that thought, I say to myself, I'm really thinking the Democrats would probably not really mind losing the house because then what they have is someone to blame on what's coming down the road here in the next two years. Then, you know, they can get all back in office again in uh, 2024. So that's just my <laughs> theories that I like to think about. I think you've become pretty cynical, but yeah, you're right. Well, yeah, you could always blame the, the even you, you said you could blame the other side for something that happens that you don't want to have happen, but you can also blame a split. House and Senate and presidency on uh, when nothing happens. You can say, well, we were going to solve all the nation's issues, but unfortunately, those terrible Republicans in the House wouldn't let us. Oh, exactly. You know, my, my question is this. Why, why would anybody vote for a party that's trying to help a country that chants death to America get nuclear weapons? It, it doesn't make sense. And, and that's the real problem. There's so many things happening right now that really... I think just don't make sense, but you know, it's what's happening. I mean, it's like, this is insanity. What's going on here, you know? Well, and I think people on both sides of the aisle see it as just the opposite, only different. You know, this idea that the other side is dragging down the, the country and, you know, taking rights away from women or uh, embracing all of our enemies or making us vulnerable by not uh, promoting uh, fresh drilling of oil in the U.S. or elsewhere. And You've just hit all the nails on the head. Well, yeah, and they're, you know, they, they go both ways. I mean, both sides see the other as tearing down the country. One of our good listeners, Doug, always sends us a note saying, and the leftist liberals are killing our country. But then Tom sends us a note with all his points and says, uh, and those rightist conservatives are killing us to death. And EB just says Republicans are terrible. Mike, happy shopping. Thanks for calling in. Good to hear You're from welcome. you. You're welcome. Take care now. Yep. Appreciate Bye. that. You're listening to On the Mark. We'll have open phones during the 9 a.m. hour. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury WKOK News Time 9 a.m. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. All right, welcome on board, everybody. It's the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Light them up if you'd like to express your opinion about the topics we discuss. League of Women Voters in the Lewisburg area was here. Uh, Lawrence's worthless observation, they're 100% nonpartisan in Lewisburg and in Washington, D.C. I think they lean left. I think that's a safe thing to say, but uh, maybe other folks have a different view on it. Uh, We'd love to hear your opinion about that. Uh, But uh, Candy uh, called in the head of the league, Candy Duncan, the 
new president said that she's uh, lamenting the fact that the voters guide is having trouble getting people to respond to it and the debates that they or the forums that they have they have trouble getting people to appear at them and they don't do a forum if only one candidate shows so uh, they try to make sure that they um, do the most good for the most people with those uh, opportunities so we talked about that and our good listener Mike was uh, lamenting some of our uh, how the uh, Democrats are killing us period all right 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number you can email us at on the mark at wkok.com uh, you okay yes okay I'm, well, it wasn't me you gave me the what the heck's he saying look <laughs> no, all right sorry you can text us at seven zero two three six include the keyword otm and on the mark is sponsored by the sunbury motor company check them out at sunburymotors.com some very brief news headlines sunbury's halloween parade is back to the original route it is tonight at 7 p.m of course it forms at the chicanley high school uh, that's unchanged but now we'll go on 10th street to market street to fourth street and then down to the North 4th Street Plaza. The parade's expected to step off at 7 p.m. I'm the MC, so I'll see you in front of the old Sunbury Police Station where they'll have the judges' table set up, and uh, we just hope to see you in Sunbury tonight. Uh, vehicles have to be on the off the parade route by 5 p.m. CBS reporting that President Biden will visit Pittsburgh today and is expected to discuss infrastructure on the site of the soon-to-be-finished, rebuilt Fern Hollow Bridge. Biden made a visit to the side of the bridge the day it collapsed. Now we'll be back at the bridge where he'll discuss how the bipartisan infrastructure bill is helping to rebuild America's bridges and other infrastructure. The foundation and deck for the new bridge have already been installed with the bridge's barrier, railings, lights, and paving still to be completed. The bridge expected to be uh, finished by December. He's expected to speak at 2 p.m. and he'll be out of Pittsburgh by 4.30 p.m. And this story from CBS. Let's see. He'll be who else will be there? Lieutenant Governor Tom Wolf. Lieutenant no, Governor Tom Wolf is the governor. Uh, John oh, I'm Fetterman. Sorry. You're right. Thank you, governor. governor Tom Wolf. Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman uh, who's running for governor. Uh, he'll be wearing some of his best card hard no, gear. John Fetterman is running for Senate. Oh, what did I say? You said for governor. Ah, come on, Lawrence. <laughs> Knock it off. Anyway, Governor Tom Wolf, Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, who's running for U.S. Senate, Pittsburgh Mayor Ed Ganey, Allegheny County Executive Ritz Fitz, Fitzgerald. Well, I'll stop reading. Oh, Bob Casey's going to be there. How about Josh Shapiro? Not there? Uh, he's not listed mm, as okay. a guest. Maybe he, he's been spending a lot of time being the state attorney general. <laughs> he talked about that recently, the fact that, you know, uh, uh, maybe fortunately or unfortunately, he doesn't have to hit the road. He doesn't have any debates because Mastriano won't debate or he won't debate on the terms that Mastriano demands. And, uh, I actually saw Mastriano on TV this morning at 530. He was on at Fox. Fox oh, was it? Oh, doing an interview. First oh, time I've him. seen him Well, maybe he's going to lighten up and uh, maybe I'll send him another invite. See if we can get him on the radio and uh, talk about how extreme and onerous and ruinous he would be if he became governor. <laughs> well, right there, you probably blew the invitation. <laughs> I think my invitations <laughs> probably rebuff him. I would think. All right. After a delay of more than a year and a half, a memorial service was finally held for a former Pennsylvania governor. Former Governor Dick Thornburg died on December 21st, 2020 at the age of 88. Because his death came during the height of the COVID pandemic, a public memorial was not 
not able to be held until Sunday. It took place at Shadyside Presbyterian Church in Pittsburgh. Among those on hand were Governor Tom Wolf and his wife Frances, along with former governors Tom Ridge, Tom Corbett, and Mark Schweiker. Dick Thornburg served as Pennsylvania's 41st chief executive from 1979 to 1987. I'm David Payne, News Radio 1070 WKOK. And in Pennsylvania, Republican U.S. Senate candidate Mamet Oz spoke to the York Rotary Club yesterday, denying allegations that had he had anything to do with uh, research where dogs were injured at Columbia University, where he was the medical director in 1989. He said, at no point did I go and do any of the things they're claiming to dogs. In fact, there's no evidence that I did, and there's no evidence there's any settlement. It's completely manufactured, unquote, said Dr. Oz yesterday. Meantime, AP is reporting that John Fetterman has another note from his doctor in the one-page letter. Dr. Clifford Chen, uh, note, yeah, so he can take the day off, he has a note from his doctor, noted that Fetterman, the lieutenant governor, continues to endure the effects of a stroke that involves speech and his ability to respond quickly. Dr. Chen said Fetterman exhibited no effects on his cognitive ability or his ability to think and reason after the stroke. Obviously, his auditory uh, is uh, Who wrote that processing. Uh, this is from AP. Of course, and they don't mention the fact that Dr. Chen is a huge contributor to Lieutenant Governor Fetterman's campaign for the Senate and that he has donated thousands and thousands of dollars to Democrats over the past few years. They don't mention that there, do they? Uh, yeah, the last sentence is, <coughs> no Chen is Chen is a primary care provider in Duquesne affiliated with the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, who has given $1,300 to Fetterman's campaign okay. and tens of thousands of dollars to other Democratic causes over the past 20 years, according to the federal election records. So, in other but words... You notice he's not a cardiologist or stroke specialist. He's a primary care physician. Right. Gotcha. It would mean a lot more if it came from somebody who actually was familiar with the treatment of his case. Well, in this case, uh, I'm, I'm going to side with the people that asked for all of John Fetterman's medical records. Agreed. I think that's, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's it's immaterial, but at, th at this stage, it's like the Prime Minister Trust who finally resigned. You know, at some point, you can't govern without doing some things. So obviously, she can't govern without getting out, so, and she won't govern while, if she is out. But uh, I don't think Fetterman will, uh, will get elected unless he makes it clear that, you know, if this doctor says that his cognitive ability is 100%, which I don't doubt at all. I'm not just saying you have to be perfect to be, and if, if auditory and speech are his dilemmas, so be you know, we'll have to live with that, but I think you, I think it. I think it's uh, incumbent on you to prove it, you know, under these circumstances. I, and I think he would do well if he did. I do, too. You know, I honestly think it would help his campaign. Uh, Mehmet Oz is right on his heels. I would do something big that helps you, like release those. I don't. I know from a primary care physician that's donated to your campaign is not exactly going to allay people's concerns. Well, yeah, and this is like when if you ever watch in a courtroom where they're vetting an expert witness that has come in and, you know, the DA points out that this this particular expert witness makes tens of thousands of dollars each year testifying, keeping people off a of death right. row. You know, saying that their their ability to formulate a specific intent to commit a crime wasn't there mm -hmm. because they were impaired or whatever. And so, um, you know, this could be the same thing. So, but yeah, AP reported that, and Dr. Chen's Democratic leanings are, uh, I think, uh, pretty much appear in every version of this You're story. 
it's game. on the CBS version, and it's on the AP version. I didn't read WHTM's version, but they do have a story about this. Fair enough. So, yeah. Okay. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Some folks have sent us some notes, so we'll read some of those. Then we'll take a break. Joe, you can start wherever you wish. Okay. Mark, the reason our local congressman doesn't call the show, they don't want to hear the truth from the opposite side of the aisle. They have no backbone. All right. Could be. And let's see. Well, let's be clear. It's Congressman Keller. Uh, Congressman Muser loves being on the air, and I always tell him well in advance. I'm going to ask him why in the heck he did this or that. Okay. And then here's uh, an email from one of our listeners. What a heartbreaking show today. That would be yesterday. Catapulted back to the 50s. What actually is going on is the high, in the highest court in the land just announced to women that because they cannot think for themselves, it would make life-altering decisions for them. It is apparent the court does not think women know what's best for them or their lives. Then you have racism. Here in most of the valley, it is portrayed the same way as Reagan's pronouncement on hunger. He looked around the White House, and by golly, there was no hunger. Not on the breakfast, lunches, or dinners, and certainly not on all the opulence of the tables offered at the invitations to the White House to dignitaries. So there you have it. Life in central PA, but just for the sleepers. That's right. The less you know, the better. I've always tried to maintain that. And then our friend E.B. finds another Republican that he can hate. What? Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm shocked. You know, uh, we're really shocked that he didn't write in about those despicable Los Angeles council people and their their racism and their Demo all Democrats. He didn't doesn't mm -hmm. find a problem with that, but he finds a lot of Republican problems, including this one. Another day, another horrifying story of Republican derangement. Randy Kaufman is an Arizona Republican currently on the ballot for the governing board of the Maricopa County Community College District. This is a really high-profile person he's found here. Uh, he has been very vocal on Facebook saying that children need to be protected from the progressive left, unquote. Well, guess what? Kaufman was just arrested for pleasuring himself in his pickup truck right in front of a preschool. Hmm. Sounds to me like children don't need to be protected from the left. They need to be protected from the pervert Republicans. Just another example of a values conservative turning out to be a massive hypocrite. But hey, maybe he and child sex trafficker Matt Gates can become chummy. Or maybe he could become friends with Anthony Weiner. Who? Oh, oh, wait a second. Anthony Weiner's a pervert Democrat. Okay, we don't want to is, talk about this him. Is Joe, this is not in the email. You transitioned <laughs> right into Joe without a, a breath. Well, EB, EB can spot all the Republican hypocrisy in the world, but he never sees any from the Democrats. So is perversion a human condition, or is it partisan? Uh, I think perversion is a human condition. I, I think so. I was okay. likely to find it among Republicans, Democrats, Democrats independents. Yes. Yep. But here, I mean, this is a really high-profile candidate for the Maricopa County Community College District. Wow. All right, 1-800. <laughs> I'm impressed. Somebody this is, sent this me is a future president of the United States here who's been outed by EB. Somebody sent both of us a, a video yesterday that shows. So it's a compilation of Joe Wandering. Joe Biden. Or Joe Biden, yeah, uh, yeah not Joe McGrath. To the tune of The Wanderer by uh, Dion DiMucci from the 1960s. Wandering around on stage not knowing where to go and inappropriately touching young girls. Now, we've seen all the inappropriate touching of young girls in the past, but it was good to see him with well, a new you see soundtrack. That, with that eight-year-old girl, she yes. looks petrified. Well, and, and the way <laughs> you see his dad's eyes are looking down and straight to the right down there like, oh my God, God. what is he doing? All right, poor kid. But he doesn't see E.B. wouldn't find that offensive at all. That's just good old paternalistic Uncle Joe. Well, anyways. All right, 1-800-799. Creepily sniffing the hair of women. <laughs> 
1-800. Boy, we are, uh, are we part of the problem here? What problem is that? <laughs> Their country's <laughs> going to H-E double toothpicks in a handbasket. Well, I mean, I, I think there's certainly hypocrisy everywhere, uh, and to single out Republicans for it is ridiculous because there are plenty of Democratic hypocrites out there running around, too. But the main thing is, you know, we certainly don't want perverts elected to office or people who are, as he puts it, pleasuring themselves in their pickup truck in front of a preschool. Now, that makes it sound like this guy deliberately found a preschool and decided to sit there and well, pleasure maybe, himself. Maybe he did. You're completely uninformed I on don't, this. Well, I am completely uninformed because I don't follow the Maricopa <laughs> County Community <laughs> College School District races. <laughs> Obviously, E.B.'s eye is on the sparrow. Actually, his eye's on an ant. <laughs> this is pretty small stuff. Well, Sparrows still. are bigger. Uh, yeah. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Let's keep our eye on the prize, and that's getting some callers to join us. So, folks, now is your opportunity. We're still talking about this partisan divide in the U.S. That is just plain tearing us apart and keeping us apart. It keeps people out of election debates, and they won't respond to the League of Women Voters election book. And so what's your view on this topic? 1-800-795-9565. Every six months I ask the question, what's going to glue this country back together again and and, uh, and every six months you don't get an answer right our good listeners call in and say well if it includes you leftist liberals we're never going to do it we're going to have a civil war all right 1-800-795-9565 email us at on the mark at wkok.com text us at 70236 with the keyword otm we will be right back there's something to be said about a sale with a handshake a service technician who really knows what he's doing they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Yeah, Dave Ritchie needs to predict an 80-yard run or series of plays more often. The one time he did it this year and said they should run 80 yards they did <laughs> so that's uh, his suggestions it's like the uh, what is it troy aikman is able to predict the outcome of games somehow my name in the right guy troy aikman is doing this okay yeah rob says yes okay uh let's see i want to read one quick item here before we get to dan on the telephone this is from cbs former first lady melania trump announced wednesday that she will join the women's suffrage national monument foundation Serving as an honorary chair along first along with First Lady Jill Biden and former First Ladies Michelle Obama, Hillary Clinton, and others, uh, Trump tweeted that she was honored to help secure a monument on the National Mall, enduring the inspiration for women and future female leaders. Uh, the Women's Suffrage National Monument Foundation was founded in 2018, uh, the uh, whichever the the law uh, which authorized the creation of the every 
every word we utter monument and charge the foundation with the monument's oversight. The monument will be placed on federal land in Washington, D.C. and will commemorate the women's suffrage movement and the passage of the 19th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, which gave women the right to do what, Joe? Vote. Okay, thank you. Good. They give them the right to boat. They could go out in a canoe or a kayak That's or any, right. anything they, they wanted to do. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Dan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hey, good morning, guys. We talked about people talking unscripted stuff like that. Dan Muser, he talks, goes anywhere, and he'll express what his agenda is. He was on WHTM, not, I think it was Sunday a week ago. You know, any question they ask him, he answered it. I appreciate him doing that. Besides, he has a good first name. Uh -huh. <laughs> and anyway, and you know, I don't know if people always appreciate that. Look at President Trump. He went on scripted all the time, answered every question they'd throw at him, went everywhere to speak. Whatever they asked him on his feet, he answered it without anything written down. Uh, that's pure genius on my what I believe in. I know that uh, you can stand up, Joe. President Reagan was good at that. And uh, I and I think that's a good quality politician or whatever that can do that, and and that's why I I don't know you probably get tired of me talking about Trump every other day or every day, but I still think he was a great president, and I only wish things would have went better, and they wouldn't have been so outlandishly, ridiculously slanders against Trump. Well, you do realize he's in a lot of hot water these days. Uh, well, it, it's not it's really hot. Chance. They're making it sound hot <laughs> because they don't want to see Trump ever get back. He did too good a job at, at what he was trying to do, drain the swamp down there, but even Trump admitted on Hannity one night. He said, I did not know the evilness in the swamp. And and uh, Carlson, uh, what was his first name that was uh, had a HUD? Anyway. Ben Carson. He, yeah, he said it's a cesspool in Washington. It's not a swamp. It's a pure stinking old cesspool. That's how evil it is down there, and I'll take his word, but uh, for what he says about Washington, and I honestly, I don't want to be a pessimist, but I don't think it's ever going to get better. To be honest about, it. I don't think anybody can go down there and and straighten that mess out. If you try, you're going to be crucified by the media by the most politicians. So I don't look for anything good to happen. We're gonna keep going this same route downhill and further in debt, further in debt, and, and yeah. China's buying 
buying companies here all over the place, buying land. So I just don't, I wish I had a better message today. But the, the only good news I have is the gospel of the of Christ. That's the good news. Well, they're aware of that in Washington. <laughs> they're not living that out either, so you don't have to worry about that. Well, yeah, and I think that uh, we certainly are bitterly divided, and our leaders are doing an absolutely terrible job of doing anything that could remotely draw us back together again, and, uh, you know, of leaders that won't participate in just objective election forums of one type or another, whether it's the a voter's guide or an open debate. Joe says a requirement to require debates is uh, is m- might be necessary to get people to run for offices that probably would be a good idea for sort of high-profile state and federal offices. That wouldn't bother folks. And it used to be worth it, but now they say it's not. You know, it's not going to change anybody's mind. Uh, it would. I, I could raise more money if I just go to a, you know, instead of going to a public open debate, skip that, just go to a Republican function or a Democratic function, whoever it is, and go, go and gather around like-minded people and raise some more money so you can buy some more ads and you know so you can just keep perpetuate this same thing so yeah we definitely need to get this country righted uh, and you are 100 percent right there i don't see any leader on the field that's you know going to be capable of you know being a good good leader out there and a good president i think there's strong republicans who are interested in running and there's a few uh, ultra democrats that are interested in running but there's nobody out there that's a there's no Ronald Reagans in that field. I guarantee you that. Sit down, Joe. No, you're right. All right, Dan, thank you so much for calling in. Yep, you have a great day. Good talking with you. Maybe we'll get some callers now. Yep, thank you. Yep, you might have prompted one. You never know. All right, thank you, sir. All right, 1-800-795-9565-CBS reporting that communications from conservative lawyer John Eastman show former President Donald Trump and his lawyers pushed claims of voter fraud he knew to be false in federal court uh, to the public in order to delay the counting of the state's electoral votes by Congress on January 6, 2021. A federal judge in California said in an order Wednesday, the revelation from the U.S. District Judge David O. Carter came as part of an ongoing legal battle between Eastman, a conservative lawyer behind the legal strategy to reject reject a state's electoral votes, and the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol over emails it subpoenaed from Eastman. Eastman had sought to keep the emails from an account he used while serving as dean at Chapman University from the select committee, asserting they were covered by attorney clients and work product privilege. Carter has been reviewing the records to determine whether Eastman's privilege assertions apply to the materials sought by the U.S. House panel. Well, you know, I think President Trump has had a lot more issues. Yesterday he was forced to um, give testimony or a deposition in that case of a woman who claimed he she raped him, or he was raped, raped her rather, in a dressing room in, what, 1994 or, three yep. or something like well, that? Again, here's the CBS version. <laughs> Former President Donald Trump answered questions under oath Wednesday in a lawsuit filed by E. Jean Carroll, a writer who accused Trump of defamation for saying she was totally lying about her sexual assault allegations. Carroll's attorneys confirmed Trump's attended, Trump attended the deposition. Quote, we're pleased that on behalf of our client,
President E. Jean Carroll. We were able to take Donald Trump's deposition today. We are not able to comment further. A spokesperson for Kaplan, Hecker, and Fink, a law firm representing Carroll, told CBS News. So he, That's tried, all it says. he tried to delay <laughs> that, too. Um, right, but he did uh, uh, testify in that deposition. So. so now he's on the record with something uh, where he had testified under oath. Everybody's always saying get yeah, him under oath. Yeah, this is number five of the seven legal entanglements in which he's... Yeah, so um, I'm gonna, I might have to revise my... I think he's going to be the next president. I think the collective... What is it? What do you say? A thousand cuts? Death by a death thousand cuts? Death of a cuts. thousand cuts. Right. So I, I think this is what's happening to him. I think this will slowly lower his profile. Of course, the, a third of the Republican Party will still worship him, and that's fine. There, there is lots of MAGA people around here, and uh, they're going to be uh, happy that he'll still exist and, and run the Republican Party. But I don't think he'll be a viable presidential candidate. Whoever, I think Joe Biden could run against him and beat him again. Well, I think that you can be a MAGA person without being a Donald Trump supporter. If you are a believer in making America great again, and if you believe in the policies that President Trump espoused, which I think were far more beneficial to this country than the policies being pursued by the current administration, then I think you are somebody who, you know, is, has their head on straight. But Donald Trump, if the Republican Party believes that Donald Trump is the be-all and end-all, I mean, he's, to me, he's like crack cocaine to the Republicans. You know, they... They, <laughs> they get hooked. They, they get hooked, you know, and I, I'm hooked on his policies. I'm hooked on what he was trying to do. In every, I can't think of a single policy of his I disliked. Mm -hmm. Can you? I mean, what, what did what did he do that you hated? Absolutely hated. Uh, oh my gosh! Well, I, yeah, policy-wise, I'd have to go back and look at it. I guess d taking every step to dismantle Obamacare, although the Republicans he didn't in, dismantle in, it, he in, didn't, in, didn't succeed. Congress, well, not completely, but almost. And uh, I certainly the ultra-conservative justices that he nominated uh, are having a lasting, you know, are going to have a 50-year impact on. But on, that was his right to do. I oh, mean, he I didn't, didn't do anything say wrong there. Yeah. I didn't say he had no right to do it. I'm just saying I strongly disagreed with that. That was the question, right? right? So those would be more policy oriented. But the personality and the lying, I mean, what kind of an example does it set for anybody? How do you teach civics to kids in high school when the president is lying about the election being stolen or that the vice president can can just simply pronounce someone else president instead of where the electorate sent them? I mean, it's, it's well, if they're hard correct to do. that he knew he was, he, was, he was pushing stuff he knew to be false, then I think he certainly deserves the public scorn and uh, rejection going forward. Right, but uh, he'll just claim it's a witch hunt and his well, followers will, will that, say it's true. If he did that, what was his reason? He was hoping, I would think then, that gives credence to the January 6th committee that he was actually trying to overthrow the legitimate results of the election. Well, I think that's plainly obvious. I mean, By he had pushing about a false narrative. six things going on that he had hoped to would do it. I mean, asking uh, the Georgia legislature, had the false electors Find 11, votes ready for to me. go, and uh, uh, of course, getting the vice president to, to, well, trying to get the vice president to do the wrong thing. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We are talking about President Trump not being a viable presidential candidate anymore as of this moment. Mark Lawrence has decreed it, and so it must be true. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, Joe pointed out something interesting. Can you be MAGA, make America great, without being a 
Trump worshiper. Uh, certainly, everybody in this country, I hope, wants to make America great, period. And uh, But can you do that without uh, fealty to <laughs> President Trump? I say you can. I hope so. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. All right, you got two things to read super fast. All right, uh, yeah, Dan, Trump just admitted he lied about the stolen election. Let's see if he gets the subpoena and testifies. No, no lawyer wants it. And then Tom says, Dan is 100% correct. Dan amuser and the Trumper lies. Perfect off script. Right, I know uh, Dan oh, Muser. Dan Muser and the Trumpster lies perfectly off script. All right. Um, I, I know Dan Muser is ultra conservative, and he talks about that. But I would rather have him step up and say it rather than avoid all opportunities. Harry, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hey, good morning, guys. I, I find it somewhat amusing, uh, and, and I mean that in a sarcastic term, the comparison of, uh, of how uh, Biden has been a breath of fresh air because of all the lies Trump told. If I remember correctly, in the late 1980s, Joe Biden plagiarized a speech and the uh, platform in that speech while he was running for president. I don't believe that was Trump, was it? That was Biden, right? I don't think uh, President Biden gets a buy on this show for yeah, anything. Bad behavior, bad well, policies. I'm not saying that you guys do, but what I'm saying is the comparison is always that Trump was nothing but a liar. Now, here's Biden. He had that. He told everybody that he was a liaison with the Six-Day War when he was really just a junior staffer in the Senate back at that time. He has also said that he had a job offer from Boise Cascade, which was a falsehood. They've never, they never had an offer from him. He was given a commission uh, from the Senator Boggs from Delaware to go to the Naval Academy. There's no record of that. He, um, uh, he has also stands there every day and tells us how great and how strong the economy is. And anybody who's trying to buy anything or go anywhere or well, do yeah. anything yeah, can see that's not true. Yeah, the but last one's actually irritating. From, from the established media, the mainstream, is how Trump was the liar. And it's like, come on, let's just get back to calling people out on what they are doing and what, and especially in the case of a president on what they promised to do. And what and they're not doing. Yeah. It's just annoying. And nobody fact-checks him. I mean, they fact-checked Donald Trump every time he spoke. <laughs> yeah, there was an and AP Nobody fact-checks well, Joe Biden. I think with Biden, you just, you know, your head would spin like being in the exorcist because yeah, you couldn't kill keep yourself? track of all of it. <laughs> well, and I think President <laughs> Biden, this idea of uh, he and Pete Buttigieg claiming that the economy is solid, it's funny because I listened to the uh, Face the Nation appearance for Pete Buttigieg right after I'd come back from the grocery or helped unload the groceries and was looking at the slip and it's like obviously everything is doubled and redoubled in Amen. price and then Pete right. Buttigieg says hey the economy's solid I'm like oh my god <laughs> turn it off right but I, but the, you know and, and I don't know why I, I guess that's what frustrates me is I don't know why the past is there and and to be labeled as as a uh, 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 race baiting homophobic xenophobic any kind of phobic in this um, 
because you you don't agree with the with the person uh, with Biden's policies. And I don't know. I read a comment the other day that there were a thing the other day. There was a poll that 33 percent of the people would vote for him again. And I thought that's a cry and shame that we have 33 percent of the people in this country are that brain damaged that they can't see what's going on. I thought that was the bigger part of the story. But uh, but I just find it uh, very, very troubling that we don't call out people for lies if if they're telling us what we want to hear when we call everybody else a liar just because they may be telling us a, a, an inconvenient truth. And I don't know. I'm not defending that Trump was a, a truth teller all the way through, but I really find it hard to believe that every single thing that came out of his mouth was a lie, too. And I think it's time that we start being fair about that from the top on down. You guys, you guys will call people out. I'll give you that. But it doesn't happen from the networks or any anybody on down. And that doesn't matter if it's Fox, NBC, CNBC, anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. Nobody no. is more interested in the truth than they are. When they made news part of the entertainment division, it screwed everything up. Well, and there's no fact I, I think in President, the news anymore. President Trump was diabolical, but President Biden is demented. There's well, now, a big stop difference. and think what Biden's lies are usually about. If you take the economy out of it, where he's trying, but every lie he tells is trying to make himself look good or better than yeah. he really is. I mean, supposedly he marched down south. He didn't march down south. He, he visited Mandela in jail. There's not even a record that he was in South Africa. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, how about his truck driving? How about his truck driving? Or growing up in the Hispanic section of uh, of, of what, whatever town he was born in, <laughs> Wilmington. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With all two thousand people in the entire state, he grew his up. Puerto son Rican, died. In, so that, son died know, in Iraq. He said. <laughs> all right. That's right. He said his son died in Iraq. He made right. that claim too. Yeah. All right. We yeah. got you. Thank you so much, Harry. Thanks, Thanks for calling Harry. in. Much all appreciated. Right, have a good day. All you right, too. Stan. Last caller before a quickie break. We do have another caller coming in, but uh, Stan's on the radio. Go ahead, sir. Uh, Harry is 100% correct. <laughs> Just ask. <laughs> you know, Tom, Tom and EB call up and or, or, or text or whatever. That Well, you never hear from EB, but Tom occasionally calls, you know, that Trump's nothing but a liar, blah, blah, blah. But I think they failed to look at uh, Biden's record his whole career. But that that's neither here nor there. <laughs> now, they say Trump lied about the election. Did he? Did he really? Okay. We got... Biden is elected, okay, because of the votes they counted. Now, the question is, how many of those votes that were counted were illegitimate or illegal? That's the big question. That's probably been a question we'll probably never have a 100% answer. There is theories out there. But that being said, as far as Trump viability, personally, if he, if he gets the nomination, I'm voting for him, okay? I put that out there. Do I think he should run? Probably not, because the news media has damaged him so badly with their lies over the last six or eight, seven years that I don't know if he could win in a general election. Do you think That's he's done my opinion. anything at all whatsoever, even remotely illegal or improper? I mean, there's seven different criminal investigations underway. Mark, if they had something on Trump, he's the most investigated guy on the planet right now. Don't you think they would have had something by now? Look, they tried it with the Russia. Well, these right? And that's been proven time. out that the people in the FBI and the DOJ under Obama Biden tried to screw him. It's like a good They soup. lied it's, it's cooking. and tried to pay for it. It's crooked. They're crooked. 
Well, they have plenty on him. I mean, there's no argument about the, some of the Really? Fact that, they have plenty on him. If they had something on him, he would have been indicted by now. If they didn't have something on him, he wouldn't have been uh, called to testify yesterday, but he was and did. Well, it's on to. an entirely He's different thing. He's being sued. That's, that was a, that's a civil case, correct? Right. Yep. But the judge wouldn't. Okay, so he's being sued. He has to be deposed. Otherwise, what do they do? Find him in contempt of court, or the the judge will pass judgment against him because he fails to appear. you got to defend yourself, correct? Yes, there's no argument about case. that. But the f- simple fact is, to get the case to the point where you have to testify after all the legal wrangling that he's done, there must be something <laughs> to it, or a judge wouldn't sign the subpoenas. I mean, I can't just uh, say, hey, Stan broke a window yesterday in Berwick out of the clear blue and sue you in civil court, a judge will throw it out because there's no possibility that it's true. And ju- the judge could have done that in this case, but he said, no, this quite possibly is true, so let's hear both sides. Uh, it happened how? What, the, what year? 1994. Whoa. How many years is that? 22 years 30. ago? Almost 30. 20? Almost 30. Almost 30. Okay, so memory, oh, that would be like Blasey Ford against Kavanaugh. Things are probably a little fuzzy. And, and I'm thinking, you got to look at who the judge is, too. You know, judges aren't unbiased. I don't care what anybody says. There are no unbiased judges. But, hey, time will tell, won't it? I, I, I can't defend Trump on that because I have no idea. And neither does anybody else. They're speculating. Oh, I know. She says he did one thing. He says I had no idea. I think at one point he says he didn't even know who she was. I don't know if he does or not. Six of one, half dozen the other. Well, his graciousness. She said his graciousness. So who's got the better story? His graciousness knows no bounds. He said that she wasn't his type. In other words, he might <laughs> rape somebody, but not he her. He would rape some people, but not her. All right, Stan, we got to grab another caller. We now we, unlike the beginning of the show, we got callers lined up. Go ahead, sir. Last word. All right, Fetterman is incapable of doing the job. His doctor says that he he can go back to work with no restrictions. His work is talking. I believe there's a restriction right there, right now because he can't talk and string two sentences together without serious complications. All right, we got you. Well, Thank you so, so much, people, sir. People that vote for him are denying the science. His family, pra- his family practice physician who donated thousands of dollars to him and hun- tens of thousands of dollars to Democrats says things are fine. All right, so we got some callers lined up. The last two callers of the day are ready to go. i got to take a quick break in a moment. I want to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. They bring you the whole darn shooting match, so why not give them some air time? they got the quick lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. I haven't been there in a couple weeks, but uh, yeah, just love going there and getting well taken care of in super fast fashion. SunburyMotors.com is their website. New Ford, Hyundais, and Kias. They are looking for some new workers, whether you're looking for a career change or you want to upgrade or entry level. Go to SunburyMotors.com for your next job. Uh, they asked us to talk about the Hyundai Sonata, probably the most popular Hyundai in the world, and uh, it's an economical sedan up to 44 miles to the gallon has an eight-speed automatic transmission and a 2.5 liter motor it's got the forward cross-track warning in case somebody drives in front of you automatic emergency braking with pedestrian detection and blind spot warning so it is uh, tricked out with some of the best stuff uh, i kid you not 44 miles to the gallon zero to 60 in about 10 seconds so super fast nice and small perfect for your family great to commute in, and the Hyundai Sonata might be the car for you. Check one out at Sunbury Motors and sunburymotors.com. 
There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Uh, you want to read that real quick? No, it's, it's somebody right. else. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, I can't see my screen no, because I'm a, going. I'm a bad morning, operator. Mark. Yes, good morning, uh, Bob. Thanks for hey, calling Bob. in. Yep, go right ahead. You're welcome. Uh, as far as following the signs with Donald Trump, coronavirus never happened, right? Or it's just going to go away like uh, it was just like a passing cold. Well, there's children now getting respiratory infections and they're not sure what it's coming from and it's probably part of the virus that's spreading because people were masking up and people are not doing that anymore but you mean the rsv outbreak seriously what huh you mean the rsv outbreak in the u.s right now there's some kind of rest yes okay well that's not related to COVID. that's just a terrible virus well, it could be related to COVID. Okay, well, that, I guess that's possible. It could be related to... It's a distant cousin. And nobody's talking about, you know, uh, when income taxes come up next year, Joe Biden passed a bill that's going to help all Americans. What bill is help that? Americans. What not bill? not going to take money away. What bill is that? Well, it's for the income tax returns. Oh, I see. Okay, well, yeah, that's you could say that's under the Biden administration. The IRS is going to change the tax brackets okay. because of inflation. <laughs> but well, not for this year, but for next year. And I'm glad Stan's going to vote for Trump if he runs again because oh. it's a wasted vote. <laughs> In my opinion, he can, anybody that votes for Trump is a wasted tr- vote. Okay. And I hope somebody different runs in the Republican Party, to tell you the truth, because we don't need another dictator in our country. Trump tried to be a Putin in our country, and everybody should have saw that and know that he's nothing but a loser. Well, all of the Republicans that are in the front row are and pretty And I don't conservative. think that Melania Trump should be allowed to be in this thing they're doing for women. Why? The way they walked out of the office, they should be, like, thrown out of any kind of party in our country. She's one of the best first the ladies we ever had. The way they walked away from our country, that was, that was unrespectable. In my opinion, that was like a traitor. All right, we got you. All right, thank you so Thanks, much, Bob. Bob. Thanks for calling in. Take care. Much Have a good day. Yeah. All right, Jim, last caller. Go right ahead. A couple minutes. Good morning. I uh, want to offer a sincere apology. I get really frustrated over this uh, mock being appointed to this position. It really frust- It's unfair. But uh, so I want to offer a sincere apology to you too. Uh, anyway, does Dan identify as a biologist? I mean, I'm just wondering, or a micro, uh, what, uh, 
you know, one of them people that deals with diseases. I'm just wondering how he knows all this stuff. Um, well, we're all constitutional specialists. Huh? We're all constitutional specialists and infectious oh. disease uh, vi- virologists. We I, have all I, I just want to say one thing. People should look at articles on Trump. And from 15 on, there's almost never a positive article, especially from the AP. So, uh, and Melania speaks five languages. Do you, Dan? I'll let you guys go. It's almost the end of the no, hour. It wasn't Dan who. It wasn't Dan. That was uh, Bob who was saying yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, he didn't. Didn't. I. I thought Melania did a fabulous job. I and, did too. And was the very personification of and grace. She was disrespected and and held her head up high. Yeah. So she did a super job. Well, and I think the way she exited Washington was at his command. I mean, he set the scene. Said, "No, we're no. We're just blowing out of town. We're not saying goodbye. We're not going to the inauguration." And that was well, that probably was his doing. Typical of Donald Trump's behavior. Right, I don't think she's going to defy him per se. She may have had something else to say about all of this. Hey, it is time for your retirement yes. lengthened weekend, so enjoy. Tomorrow, uh, Ben Reikley will be here. We're going to shoot for one of them good CBS experts at the beginning of the show, and uh, we'll invite everybody to call in tomorrow morning. All right. There I'll you see you Monday. You are listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. WKOK News Time. It is 10 a.m. Time for the Dan Patrick Show. And that'll be followed by the Dave Ramsey Show, then the Steve Jones Show on WKOK.